Psalm 84, verse 1. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, thanks for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and, and a swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young at your altars. O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, and whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord, God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Heavenly Father, what a beautiful psalm. God, we pray that as we go through this psalm that you would just continue to warm our hearts uh, to the great privilege we have to, um, to study your word, the great privilege we have to, to gather as your people together to sing your praises. Uh, so, Father, we, we pray that you would be with us tonight. Uh, we also pray that you be with uh, Grant and Andy as they uh, kick off the start of the warming shelter uh, tonight. God, we thank you for the ministry that, that Grant uh, has, has led with. God, we pray that these other churches that are stepping up to serve our, um, our community would be, a, would be blessed, Father, and be a blessing to those men. So, God, we pray that you be with Harmony Baptist Church and uh, Pastor Woody and Pastor, pa Pastor Patrick, God, and that you would use uh, us to, to, to help continue to uh, serve the men in the city. So, Father, as we open your word, we pray that you would bless us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Adam, can I ask you a favor? When it's, when it's uh, 640, can you just put your hand out like this? I don't have my watch. My watch broke this, this uh, past weekend. And uh, I know we have the Operation Christmas Child thing started, so I want to start on time. Normally, I would just let it fly, and I'd preach as long as I had, I had no watch. I didn't know how long I preached, but um, since that is coming, I figured I'd be gracious to you all. I know you would love to hear me preach for hours on end, would you not? Gary? Don't laugh. Um, so this is, this is a wonderful song, right? And I, I think it, it, you can see the, the love that this psalm is for how much, how beautiful it is to be in the presence of, of God. So let's just kind of walk through this psalm. Number one, verse one. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. Now this is probably a, a pilgrimage to gather in Jerusalem uh, with, with the saints here. And there is a longing, a deep longing to be with the dwelling place of God. Now you have to understand that the dwelling place of God has kind of changed the meaning throughout, throughout the church's history. Uh, the dwelling place of God began in the Garden of Eden, right, where God walked uh, with man. Uh, and then we were uh, kicked out of the Garden because of sin. And there was this, where is God going to, to meet with his people? And then God gave the tabernacle. And that's where God's presence dwelled, was in the tabernacle. And the tabernacle moved on uh, to the temple. And the temple moved on to the, the, the living temple, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And when Jesus Christ ascended into heaven and sent down his spirit, the church became that temple. So the dwelling place of God has kind of changed in its language throughout the years. So now when we say the dwelling place of God, we're thinking about the gathering of God's people. Right. Several places we look at First Corinthians chapter chapter three, First um, uh, Peter chapter two, that we are uh, living stones being built into a spiritual house. There's this imagery that we are the temple of of God. Now, now I'm going to read that back into the text today. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you right out the out the front. I'm going to read that back in the text because there's this longing that I think we need to have when we gather as believers. Here in the text, there's this longing when they were going to Jerusalem to dwell in the presence of God with the, the saints. And there's a, an affection for that longing. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. Now, even the, the title of Lord of hosts gets this picture of the uh, eschatological, the end time reality of all the saints, all the, the angels, the cherubim and the seraphim surrounded around the throne of, of glory. There is this beautiful dwelling place of God. And it is lovely. Beloved, I pray that we would always look at the gathering of the saints as lovely, as a glorious thing. Uh, now, I know that it can easily become rote, right? It's Sunday. What do we do on Sunday? We wake up and we, we drive to church, right? We kind of get in that, in that habit sometimes. What I think we should do is we should, we should think of our drive from our house uh, to the church as a pilgrimage to gather with God's people and have a heart to say it is lovely to gather with the saints. Now, sometimes that's a challenge, is it not? Because you have kids and, you know, sometimes getting out the door with children is like, you know, war, <laughs> You know, just getting the kids having all their shoes on and getting in the car and buckling up, you would think that I'm going to scream before this is all said and done. But after all that happens, there, there should be a, a transition in your heart. We are going to be with the saints. And it is a lovely thing to do. Verse 2, my soul long, yes, yes faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. There's this, this longing, this deep longing to gather with uh, the saints. Uh, now, I'm not sure if you've ever had an experience when you have been in a place where there was not believers. Uh, there was not any place where you could gather. Uh, well, that has happened all throughout history. All throughout history of the church, there have been people who have, have longed to be with the saints, have longed to gather with believers, but there was no one else around to, to, to worship or to fellowship with. And back in the day, people would walk miles to gather with the saints. And yet, what, what do we do in our days? We have access to each other. We have access every single week for the gathering of the saints, and we, we don't make it a priority. You know, so often what you, what you see throughout statistics is that uh, in the States is that people are becoming less and less committed to the church. So those who in years past used to attend church four Sundays a month are now attending three. And those who used to attend two times a month are now attending one. There's just this decline of of, of um, commitment to the local church. Well, I think what we should have what the, what the psalmist has here. My soul longs, yes, thanks for the courts of the Lord, that we would be in the presence of God. Because, yes, we can have a, a time with the Lord individually. Right? God is our personal God. Amen? Right? I mean, how many times do you see God's church? He is my God, my Savior, my fortress, my rock. Uh, our kids and I have been working through some scripture memory, and Psalm 62 is a wonderful 
passage, Psalm 62, 5 through 7, you know, that, that there's, there's this great longing, my God, my solution, my fortress. There's a personal nature to it. But although our, our relationship with God is personal, it's never private. It's public. It's a public uh, gathering here. And we should, we should long and faint to be with the, the saints of the Lord. Why? Well, as the song goes on, you see how blessing, what a blessing it is to gather with God's people. There's so many blessings that happen when we gather with the Lord. So I guess there's a question I would ask for you is, does, you, does your soul long and faint to be in God's presence? Both, both personally, do you, do, you, do you long to be in His Word? Do you long to pray with Him? Does your, does your soul faint? Like as if, if, if I don't get time with the Lord, I will be undone. I, I, it's, it's like water to me. In, in a parched land, I need to be with the Lord. And I think that what, we, what, we, what I see in our culture is kind of maybe a, a dull ache for the Lord that we quickly stuff aside and go about our day and do all the other things that we think are important. But the Lord said to, to Mary, right, or to Martha, Martha, you're distracted with much serving, right? Mary has chosen the good portion. Let us never stop choosing the good portion. And I think, uh, as, as we see throughout the New Testament, one of the good portions that we choose is the gathering of the saints, where we hear the word of God. And we don't just hear the word of God, but we hear the word of God together. Something happens with the, with the preaching of the word when we do it in, in community that is different than when we, when we listen to a podcast by ourselves. And we know this from Hebrews chapter 10. It says, for consider... Uh, how we can stir one another up to love and good deeds, not forsaking the gathering uh, together of, of the assembly of the saints, as some is, are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another as long as the day is drawing near. Listen, when we come to, to the church, it's we get to encourage and stir one another up to love and good deeds. It's not just, i got to go to church because I can't forsake the gathering together of the saints. Well, No. You get to come and help people find courage and strength to trust in Christ. You get the, the privilege to help people become conquerors, that they may reign with the Lord Jesus Christ and sit upon His throne, right? That they, you encourage people to put on the white garments and to, to get gold refined by fire and to get, to get sight that they can truly see what the Lord has for their life. This is a great and glorious privilege. So when we, when we, we want to come to the Lord for ourselves, we want to come to the Lord, the Lord's house, for the people of God. You know, how often do I, do I talk to people who are looking for churches, and the first thing I hear is, well, the church doesn't have anything for me, or the church is not feeding me, or the church doesn't have this. And you just want to look back, well, how can you bless that church? How can you serve that body? We need to change how we, how we look at, at things that the Lord has called us to. So one, do you have a personal longing? But two, do you have a longing for uh, the saints, to gather with the saints, to dwell in the presence of the Lord? Uh, the psalmist goes on, Even a sparrow finds a home and a swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. At your altars, O Lord of hosts, my God and my King. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praises. Your praise. Isn't it a, a great thing to gather with the saints? You know, um, when I talk with uh, Gary and uh, Daniel and Jen and Hope and all the folks at Fellowship um, about their last Sunday, and what they said is that they, they just sat down for hours on end and just thanking God for what he did in the life of the church. 
Just praising God for the kindness and the goodness of, of the Lord in that place. Right? I, I, if I, we just stopped right now and I just asked you how the Lord has blessed your, your life in this place, I'm sure you could come up with countless reasons. Right? One of the reasons that I always ask the question is how has this church been an encouragement to you for your walk in the Lord? Right? So when Annabeth says that this church is love, how do you love each other? How does it encourage me to press on uh, in Christ? Now, when we come together and we have that love together, that love doesn't just vanish when we scatter. That love that goes with us when we scatter, right? It is, it is a blessing to happen. You know, when, you know, so one of the, the big movements of today are, are the multi-site church movements. And uh, I have my own opinion on that I won't get into, but one of the pastors of one of those churches, Matt Chandler, recently said, he said, I am more and more convinced of the importance of live preaching, preaching directly to the people of God. There's something powerful when the Word of God goes forth to these particular people at a particular time, right? My job as a pastor is not to preach to the Internet, right, and the people who are out there. My job is to preach to the people that God has made me an overseer of by the power of the Holy Spirit, to shepherd you and to encourage you to love each other. So you guys sitting here, it's not just that you guys are sitting here to hear the Word yourselves. You're hearing it in community, right? So everybody here is, is thinking about maybe a word goes forth and the Holy Spirit pricks their heart, not something that they need to work on or something they need to be encouraged by, but by something that we can be, that I'm encouraged by in somebody else's life. You know, when we think about someone who, who longs and faints to be with the Lord, who comes to your mind? What saint at Park Baptist Church do you see that just loves to be with the saints and emulate that? Blessed are those who dwell in your house. It is truly a good thing to dwell together as the saints. Verse 5. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are on the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, it would have been a, an arid, uh, dry place. It says they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. The picture is, is this is long march to Jerusalem. And they're long and they're on this pilgrimage to gather with the saints and they're, they're thinking about how lovely the place is and how glorious it's going to be to gather together as the saints. Think about a long family reunion where you're traveling across the country to kind of be together with people that you, that you love. And, you know, the, oftentimes in a journey you get tired as the closer you get to your destination. Right? I, I wish we were there. Almost there. Almost there. But here, it's almost like as they get, they get the closer they get, the more strength they have to to, to press on in their in their journey. A blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose heart are on the high waist of Zion. Our heart is is longing to be with the saints. I think that there is there's always a a, a both a now and a not yet reality of this longing. When we are on our pilgrimage, we know that the Bible says is that we are on our, our pilgrimage now, so we are trying to hold fast to Christ now, but we're going towards that place, that heavenly gathering, where the dwelling place of, of, of God is with man, where we will be with God in heaven, uh, gathered around the, 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 the throne of the Lamb, with every people, people from every tribe, tongue, and nation, saying, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. What a glorious picture. I cannot wait to preach Revelation 4 and 5 in the next two weeks. I cannot wait to preach about the glories of Calvary, right? I kind of jumped ahead in, in the bulletin this morning. Uh, we read Psalm 101 rather than Ezekiel 1 that was in the bulletin. Ezekiel 1 is about the throne, and I, got, I just... 
I put it in this week because I was so excited about next week. But it was next week's scripture reading. Um, so look at verse 8. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. This is a prayer, but it's more a song of praise. This is this longing to be in God's presence. And I love how this psalm ends. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. Just who God's name is. He's our shield. He's our protector. And look at verse 10. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For someone who did not come to Christ um, when, when I was a child, but came to Christ later in life, uh, I know what it is to dwell in the tents of wickedness. And the, the idea here is, is a dwelling. It's not just a, a, a common acquaintance with wickedness, but it's inside the camp, living in the tent, and all the things that go with it, right? And as I read that, that verse, it, it really does strike me to the heart. For a day in the courts of the Lord is better than a thousand elsewhere. I wish, I wish I could go back and tell my younger self, don't go into the tents of wickedness. Now, it was before I knew the Lord, and even after I knew the Lord as a young believer, there was times when I, I did not understand the beauty of the gathering of the saints. I did not understand that it would be better to be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. The doorkeeper is not someone who's inside, not someone who's intimate. He's just on the outside. There's a lack of intimacy there. But even there, it is far, far, far better than to run into the tents of, of wickedness. And I think that we just need to communicate how glorious it is to gather with God's people. Right? It is a beautiful thing. And I think that in our day... Um, I'm a, I, actually, let me say this. Growing up, I never um, wanted to go to heaven because I got the impression that heaven was like church. <laughs> and I thought church was pretty boring as a kid, right? And, of course, I was unconverted then. I didn't have, I didn't have a heart after the Lord. Um, but I did not understand how good it was to gather with the saints. And, guys, it is a glorious thing to gather with the saints. Parents, can I encourage you to help your children love the gathering of the saints, to help them rejoice in uh, being together. You know, I think that our services that we do on Sunday morning, I, I, one of the things I love about our time together is there's just a lot of love and, and joy when we're together. There's a lot of laughter and a lot of uh, camaraderie. But when it's time to praise God's name in song, we do it with fervor, right? We sing unto his name. I love how this church sings. Um, I shared this probably a couple months ago, but uh, one of the things I love to do listening to scripture is I love, or listening to music, is I love the Together for the Gospel songs, and they're just voices of God's people. So if you've ever been at one of these gatherings, there's 10,000 uh, people there, mostly men, and they just sing with all their heart as the Lord, and it just is beautiful. And I was listening to it one day in the car, and Olivia goes, Daddy, that, is that our church? And... It just, she heard people singing with fervor, and she said, that's my church. Oh, what a, what a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I love when it's time for the word that we are eagerly ready to hear it. You know, we are ready to hear God's word and grow in, in that. It's one of the reasons why I want our kids to be in the service. Right? This is one of the reasons why when we gather, it is not just a casual time to come together. 
how you love each other and how you're intent on listening to the Word of God and how you sing affects everybody here, right? If my children and the children in this church view the gathering of the saints as a lovely thing, as a beautiful thing, I want them to believe it is better to be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. What if our children did not want to run out to the world because they loved the gathering of the saints? I think that, that when churches try to make the gathering more like the world, they're missing out on what the heart of God is. We should love God, and we should love God's people when we come together and, and we truly have a heart that longs and faints to be here. If we do that individually, and everyone is doing that individually, the days that we are not feeling that, that will be corrected when we are together. Because we all have days when we don't want to be here. Amen? I was just kidding. <laughs> I always want to be here. Right? So just, just see how this, this psalm ends. You could just camp there in, in, in verse 10, right? But please, 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 let us be a church that loves to gather together. Because if, we, if, if you stop loving to gather together, you will soon drift. And your lack of desire to be here will affect the other people in this church. And it may affect our youngest children, you know? You know, it's, um, we can't control what happens to our kids. We can love them, we can pray for them, but at the end of the day, they're going to have to make their own choices on where they're going to be and how they're going to choose to serve the Lord. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine recently who is, whose son walked away from the faith and um, started to live a homosexual lifestyle. Faithful, godly pastor. We just never know. But here's the thing. How I live my life and how you live your life affects everybody else here. And it includes, includes our children. Right. So tonight, what a great thing that we had a chance to do. We get to hear the word of God and then we need to cross the, the street and we need to rejoice with our kids and encourage them in, in having their hearts go towards the nations. Uh, verse 11 is a powerful verse. For the love, the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk Uprightly. Many of you know George Mueller and his story. Uh, George Mueller was a, a, a man who started numerous orphanages all across the world. And um, one of the things that happened in his life is his wife passed away and um, just struggled a little bit with what the Lord is going to do in his life and all the things that, that happens in the midst of tragedy. But one of the verses that, that, that held him to the Lord was the second half of verse 11. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. You know, when tragedy strikes, the first thing we tend to, to look at is, God, why? Why did you do this to me? I've been walking so, so strong with you. Why would you turn your back on me and allow this to happen? You need to hear this. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. God does not hold, withhold good things from you. How do we know that? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us 
all things. He has given us His Son. He has given us salvation. He has given us eternal life forevermore. Now, the evil one wants, always tries to make that God is withholding something good from you. That's what he did in the garden, wasn't it? Did, did he really say that you can't eat from that tree? There's this, this subtle innuendo that God is withholding something good from you. But God is not withholding something good. God knows you. God knows exactly what you need. Right? Not all things that happen to us in this life are going to be good. We live in a fallen world. But God will take all things that happen to, the, to a believer, those who love him, who have been called according to his name, and he will work it for our good. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. I pray that you would anchor yourself in that. I think you would anchor yourself in the beauty of the gathering of the saints. Beloved, I, I say this all the time. So much happens when we gather that we have no idea in the end how, how, how we are changed and formed when we gather. Right? We are being touched in ways that we could not possibly imagine when we gather as a church. Why? Because God says to do it. God says to gather and to, to pray and to preach and to sing and to, to encourage and to cry and to, to, to all the things to give, all the things it says in the scriptures. He says do that together. And when we do that together, God does things in our lives in ways that we can't imagine. We think that how can I continue? Well, we can continue by being together, by God's, God's saints gathered to praise his name. Verse 12, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. There is so much richness in this psalm. The God who has all angels and heavenly beings at his disposal, the Bible says, blessed is the one who trusts in him. Do you trust in the Lord? Do you realize when you trust in the Lord in the small things of life, um, that he will, he will be with you, he will bless you, and you will be happy in, in him. When I was studying this morning and thinking about how I was going to frame up this morning's message, um, this idea about complacency just kind of was, that's what I thought the church at Laodicea was, was struggling with. Uh, they were being complacent. They were kind of lulled into the culture, compromised uh, their integrity of, of faith. Um, and I love Tozer's quote because he says, spiritual complacency is the... Um, a dangerous foe to all spiritual growth. And the very next thing he says is that we have to have acute desire for Christ. We have to have a longing for him. And then looking at Psalm 84 tonight, this is what God's heart, God's heart for his church is, is that we would long to be with him and to be with each other. <laughs> that our heart and our, our flesh would cry out, that we would, we would feel less than when we're not together. I love it. I tell you right right now, when I go on vacation, I cannot wait to come home. I mean, I love vacation. <laughs> I vacation well, right? I love that rest and time of vacation. But I miss the saints. And I feel less than when I'm not with you. Uh, I remember the first time it happened. I loved my last church. I was an associate pastor there, member there for five years, loved that congregation. And um, I came back to, to, to go there and, and preach back in November. I was here in July and came back to preach in November. And after going there, I realized that's not my church. This is my church. These are my people. Uh, so I pray that our hearts would always 
um, understand the beauty of gathering together as God's people. For the Lord our God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly with him. Heavenly Father, we pray, Lord, that you would help us see that it is better to be a doorkeeper, uh, better to be a janitor in your house than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. God, make us have a holy distaste for the world. God, make us hate lust. Make us hate greed. Uh, make us hate um, carnality. But God, make us love you. Make us love the gathering of the saints. God, I pray that you would help us truly believe that you lack, that you will have us lack no good thing when we walk with you. So, oh God in heaven, I pray in your mercy and in your grace that you, O oh Lord, would move mightily in our church to love you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. We ask this for our good and ultimately for your glory's sake. In Jesus' name. Amen.